I'm Evie Ansari and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Evie, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? It is essentially to make sure that you are integrating SEO into the broader marketing mix. So not just focusing on SEO in a silo, but actually integrating it into your broader channel uh, selection. Okay, so sounds very common sense, but uh, I guess the big question is how? how? How do you integrate SEO into the broader marketing mix? So I think a lot of businesses are still trying to crack this. And this is kind of why it's my uh, key tip, because the way to do that is essentially through data. And I think there's a lot of kind of missing that data point from a lot of businesses. So obviously, we as SEOs and as digital marketers have access to so much data. And I think things like, for example, your social media engagement and like the content that people are engaging with on social media can be really useful to understand where to focus your content efforts when it comes to SEO. Like obviously, you've got the SEO data to tell you this is what people are searching for. You know, this is the content that they want to see, but then you don't have the additional insights of what people are actually then engaging with so it's kind of like a almost like cross pollution of data sharing where the SEOs can share their data with the social media team to say you know this is the search behaviors stuff that people are looking for and then the social media team can say okay great we're going to create all of this content and then see what people resonate with the most so that we can kind of hone in on that a bit more and obviously it doesn't just extend to social media it extends to loads of other channels so like for example you can share your paid search data with the SEO team to kind of hone in a bit more on their keyword research for example and not just data but also your optimization so for example if you have an e-commerce brand and your paid search strategy is really focused on key category pages, you want to make sure that they're really optimized from an SEO perspective because that will increase your quality score, which will, you know, obviously increase your relevancy towards what you're bidding on and decrease CPCs and all of that sort of thing. So it's just essentially making sure, like on a very broad level, um, to share data across teams and to also kind of cross-educate So I think a lot of teams currently don't really do that. So SEO is seen as the dark art. And I think SEOs kind of tend to not really understand how media works and how, you know, budgets work and and how to distribute those budgets and where to distribute them, et cetera, et cetera. So that kind of cross education is really important to get more out of the data from all channels to then be able to have teams working together and really kind of integrate essentially. Lovely. Okay. So you shared a lot of different examples. There are a lot of different thoughts that we could possibly go into. Um, I'd like to go back to your first thoughts about social media and about the data that SEOs could get from social media, because you also mentioned PPC, but I think that's more common a conversation to have. But in terms of social media, what kind of data should SEOs be looking for? I mean, for example, I would imagine that certain topics are discussed on social media and there may be certain trends trends with regards to topics on social media prior to obvious search volume and the the various search tools. Is that what you're thinking of? 
Yeah, so it's kind of a few different things, really. I think one of the things that people don't really use in social media is especially on those channels that are quite kind of customer driven and like customer service driven is the FAQs and the sorts of questions essentially that come back. Because if you look at e-commerce brands, for example, you get so many FAQs around shipping and where's my product and, you know, what is the product made of and all that sort of stuff that you can use within the FAQ section of your website, for example, for people to quickly get to. And I think the other really interesting piece is just to kind of see, because every every platform has insights into how many likes, comments, shares, etc. all of your content gets. So just understanding what content themes get most of that engagement to really kind of help hone in on those themes on your website as well, just to create essentially more of a like streamlined journey, because otherwise you kind of you kind of got these two channels that work quite kind of siloed. But if you're actually looking at all of your channels and taking that data and translating it onto your website, then that's a much more uh, user friendly experience, essentially, for a user that knows you've got the content on your social, but you've also got it on your website. And it's just a lot more helpful to actually find that content. And, you know, other users are going to be searching for that content as well. I think that's a great tip there. So look at your social channels, look at the data in your social channels, actually try and feed potential topics for your site in your FAQ section, as you say. Uh, You also touched upon earlier on training. So what can SEOs learn from social and what can social learn from SEO? I think what's really interesting around social media is there's a lot of things like community management and a lot of like branding involved and tone of voice and and really sort of essentially creating like a personality to the brand, which we as SEOs don't really tend to do. Like we're very data driven. We're very much like, you know, technical SEO, all very data heavy, even the content side when we're pulling out content ideas and and planning content, it's still very, very data driven. So I think we tend to a lot of the time, unless we're doing link building campaigns, for example, a lot of the time we have a less sort of foot in the creative area. And I think that's quite useful for us to learn from social media because the social media team is is quite creative. They are quite sort of on the pulse also of what's going on in the broader landscape, like what are the competitors doing, what sorts of not just organic social media, but paid social media as well, what sorts of creative have they got and what kind of content, again, works well, like all of that sort of data that we don't have that kind of goes beyond just the keyword research data that we have or the the competitive landscape from tools like like Majestic or SEMrush or other tools, essentially. And I think vice versa, the social team can learn a lot in terms of how to use those other tools to help them with content creation. Because I think, you know, a lot of the time, if you look at a content team overall, which will have like social media experts, but also content strategists in it, not always will they look at the data to create content strategy or a content plan a lot of the time it will be kind of off the cuff or it will be very much like you know oh 
I don't know, it's summer season, so we'll create something re- related to summer, but it's not necessarily related to search behaviors. So I think there's a lot of kind of training that can happen to help teams use different kinds of tools to get the insights out of those tools for their specific channel, rather than having to go and ask the in-channel experts every time. It's interesting that you use the word channel a couple of times there towards the end. I was going to say that a few years ago, uh, people perceived SEO and social and paid search to be distinctly separate channels. Um, But obviously, in terms of topic, we're talking about integration here as well. Um, So what does this mean in terms of measurement? Um, Do we still have to measure the value of each channel, if we want to keep on calling it that, separately? Or are we moving towards a stage where we're perhaps just considering marketing as a whole uh, and the value of the customer journey and SEO is part of that, social is part of that as well, but it's not necessarily valuable to measure them separately? So I think this is very dependent on who you're speaking to. So, for example, if you are within the marketing department in internally at a business, say it's an e-commerce brand, and you report to the marketing director, you are going to report on separate channels because obviously the marketing director wants to know which channels are pulling their weight essentially and which channels he or she can increase or pull back on, you know, what channels are working well. However, as the marketing director that person is going to report on marketing as a whole to the MD, CEO, whoever it is that's, you know, the head of the company, essentially, because that person obviously isn't going to be so in the detail on each channel. And it doesn't make sense to try and give that person a whole massive picture of how everything's going, because really all they're going to be caring about is what revenue is marketing driving, essentially. So I think... When it comes to reporting, I tend to recommend to my clients that you have your separate in-channel tabs within a marketing report, but you have a tab that shows marketing as a whole with all the key business KPIs so that essentially you're not just, you know, kind of trying to report on tiny things that the key stakeholders aren't going to care about. One of the challenges, of course, tends to be the fact that um, channels are used at, at different touch points in the journey and not necessarily equal weighted. And is it the case that a marketing director is looking for as much revenue as possible from a channel? Or are they quite comfortable with the fact that SEO, for example, may be an early stage touch point, the user may go to social media to discover more about the brand and what people are saying about it and then revisit the website in an SEO form towards the end of the journey? I mean, is, is there that understanding and appreciating of, of, of where the, the, the various channels fit into the journey? I think it really depends on the maturity of the business. So for those businesses that are really mature and have very established marketing departments, that channel attribution is very well understood. And I think there is a real appetite to get the attribution right as well, because obviously the sort of standard set of attribution isn't always correct. So there's a lot of attribution modeling that goes into it and really kind of understanding, you know, how the customer interacts with the brand. And as you say, that touch point across the different stages of the marketing funnel kind of varies by channel. But I think where a business is less mature, 
there is a bit more of a kind of appetite to just bring in the revenue and grow the revenue. And there's a lot more focus on that as opposed to the kind of broader which channel brings in which kind of percentage of revenue, essentially. And I think, as I say, essentially, it really depends on the kind of business that you're working with. Is there a standard attribution model that you tend to favour initially, or is each business different and you you have to really build one bespoke depending on uh, what what customers do and, and how they interact for that particular business? I... I'm a big fan of different attribution models for different businesses because it's just like with everything else in marketing. You know, you don't go after the same target audience as other businesses. You don't go after the same content. You don't create the same, the exact same strategy. Like everything's so specific to every business. So I I would say as a recommendation, if you can have your own attribution model, it makes a lot more sense because it gives you much more accurate data. I think a standard attribution model like Last Click, for example, can work for, again, less mature businesses. It can give them, obviously, some data and understanding of how their channels work together. But I think if you really want to understand how your customers are interacting with your brand and when they're purchasing and through which channels, then a specific bespoke attribution model makes a lot more sense. You've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? So this relates to content production. I think there is obviously a lot of appetite for content production. And, you know, we've all heard the phrase content is king. Everyone talks about it all the time. And I think it's really, really important to do said content production. But I think the ambition behind it can be quite a lot. So sometimes what will end up happening is that there will be a content plan that's recommended by an SEO and it will literally look at anything and everything you could possibly create in terms of content around a brand. And it, in my opinion, creates quite a time suck essentially because you're kind of looking at this huge keyword research to pull out every single topic that you could possibly create content on, which takes days and days of time to really kind of categorize everything down and really understand everything and 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 then start essentially churning out content. So rather than doing that, it's much more important to yes understand that keyword universe but really understand what part of that keyword universe is actually relevant to the brand that you're wanting to create that content for because otherwise it starts to kind of create this irrelevancy of content on the website and it becomes kind of less performant essentially because the content is less engaging it's kind of bog standard loads of other websites have got the same content and it's just you know churning out content for content's sake so it's really important to yes do all the research but actually really hone in on what actually is going to be relevant to the brand great advice Evie Ansari is founder and director at YVA Media, and you can find her over at yvamedia.com. Evie, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. 
a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.